Good morning, Bill. On um, Sean Watson. On Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm curious to get your read on him overall, but particularly in late and close games. Um, he's had a number of games where he's uh, either uh, led the team to victory holding on to a lead or come from behind like he did against Indianapolis. What have you noticed about him uh, in those close and late uh, game situations? Uh, the, the, he and the Texans have made a lot of explosive plays. Um, I mean, look at the New Orleans game. You know, they're down by um, six with no time, no timeout. Got the ball in their own 25-yard line. You know, score, score in uh, 14 seconds with two big plays to Hopkins and Stills. Uh, then the Atlanta game, down by eight. Two minutes to go, scoring a 50-yard pass to, on a double move to um, – Fuller, um, he's fourth and one situations. You know, Watson's had a couple of big keepers like he did against New Orleans and, you know, scored on a, I don't know, from about the 20-yard line or so on a, you know, zone read and he kept the ball. So they're, he's very, very good. Uh, he can, you know, make, he's a very accurate downfield passer. He's made some great throws on double moves, seam routes, post patterns, go, go routes, things like that. And, of course, we all know he's, he's a very athletic guy with the ball in his hand. So dangerous, uh, can score, you know, from anywhere at any time. Doesn't take long, and um, you know, it's just, it'll be a big challenge for us for 60 minutes. But even with a few seconds to go, it's uh, you know, it's a long way from any any game's a long way from being over with, if he has his hands on the ball. And if I could follow that up, Bill, uh, on the flip side of that, one of the strengths I think of your team this year has been finishing games. Uh, certainly was the case with the Cowboys. Um, how do you feel you guys have done uh, late in games in terms of paying close attention to details and, and finishing up games? Uh, well, it's always, you know, an area that's important, but I don't, I don't think anything really means any. doesn't really mean anything. Um, the only thing that matters is what happens this week. So, you know, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to be in that situation, but um, – Again, as I said, it's a lot to prepare for, and Texans have a have a lot of explosive players, very explosive offense, and um, you know it'd be a big challenge for us. So we'll, you know, if it comes up, we'll see what we can do do it this time. But it's it'll be hard. Thanks, Bill. Yep, you're welcome, Mike. Our right, next question, Matt Vitor, followed by Ben Boland. Bill, uh, HBO has started to promote your documentary with Nick Saban. I was wondering if, if you've seen it and, and what that was like to be part of. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Nope. Has, for you, in general, has it has have that as well as the uh, the NFL Network 100 thing? Have you enjoyed sort of watching all of this come together and promoting football the way it is? Yeah, the, you know, I I. I haven't really seen it. Uh, I saw part of the, the show that uh, came out last week. I guess it was on Friday night. Uh, I saw part of that, but I haven't seen the whole thing. And, you know, Coach Saban, um, you know, I, I spent time with him at, Al- at the Alabama Pro Day last spring, so I was down there anyway. And it was, um, you know, Coach Saban and I always get together, um, you know, informally and catch up. And uh, this time we uh, did it. 
in an interview kind of setting. But you know, that's you know, it's, it's always good to, to be with Nick. Um, you know, he's a great guy. Nobody I respect in football more than Nick Saban. I've learned an awful lot from him. Um, and so we've had a lot of great conversations through the years, and that's always a uh, you know a great opportunity for me to you know spend some time with somebody that I have a lot of respect for, and um, the fact that NFL Films wanted to you know do something with us, um, you know, I was more than more than happy to you know accommodate them and, and do it with Nick. So um, I'm sure they'll they'll do a good job. Um, it's hard to make me look good, but if anybody can, NFL Films. <laughs> Can do it. Are there things that, that from the from the NFL 100 stuff that you did? Are, are there things that you learned about the game? I know you had a, a quite a lot of history knowledge going into, it, but are there things that you learned or that you saw that sparked something that you were able to, to kind of incorporate into into your coaching now? Oh, I learned a lot. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, I watched a lot of film of. Um, you know, players in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, uh, and and the 60s. Um, you know, watched quite a bit of that um, over the summer and uh, last spring, and it was um, very enlightening. Um, you know, studying uh, the great players in different eras and how the game was played and. Um, you know, you see some plays, you see some strategy, but you also, you know, see the players and and not just the guys you're watching, obviously, but the other guys that are involved there, the, the two-way football, the kicking game. Um, there are a lot more kicking plays. You know, it's all just continuous film. It's not really broken up into offense and defense. Um, that didn't start till you know, a little bit later, you know, in the, in the 60s and so forth. But the earlier games, it's just sequential. So, you know, you're watching – watching guys go both ways and both sides of the ball and so forth. So, yeah, I learned a lot about the players, a lot of learned about the history of the game, how things, you know, I would say evolved, you know, to a degree. Um, and then, you know, as part of the top 100 shows there, being able to actually talk to, uh, you know, some of those players and, um, you know, get their perspective and reflections on the game and uh, other aspects of their career uh, and life that was that was great the interaction with you know some of the great people that are on the um you know that were on the panel uh, that were on the or on this committee and their insights uh, you know like people like ron wolf and john madden guys like i mean there's so many of them you know can list them all but you know they they all have a lot of very interesting uh and insight to the players in the game and and that sparked uh, some, um, for me, sparked uh, me to, you know, go back and look more closely at, at some of the things that they uh, brought up and enlightened me on. So it was, so the whole process was, was great. Um, and I think it, in a, in a way it's, you know, it's definitely made me a better coach. Um, and, you know, from the things that I've learned, it's, it's reinforced some things and it's also opened my eyes to some, I would say other other areas of coaching that um, I don't want to say were are, were overlooked. I, that that would be the wrong word, but the emphasis was um, maybe has been more um, since I started doing that on certain fundamental things that are I think critical to the foundation of of successful plays and 
be a part of it and uh, very educational, informative, and I would say motivating to um, indulge in those in the process. Yes, Thank you. Ben. Sorry. Yes, you're welcome. Ben Thanks for asking that. Yeah. Followed by Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, good morning, Bill. Uh, I just wanted to ask you about um, uh, some of the things you guys are doing with your coverage this year. Um, so some of the cover zero looks and just the variety of coverages you guys have been showing in general, uh, are these things that you've always felt comfortable calling, or is it maybe unique to this year's group given all, all the experience that you have in the secondary? Yeah, Ben, I don't think we've uh, – I don't think we've called – I could be wrong here, but I don't think we've called anything this year that's something that we haven't done before. Um, I'd say, if anything, it might be a little a little less than than what we've done in the past. But um, our players have a very good understanding of our our defensive concepts and and some of the adjustments that we can make within a, any given call. So we could call something. There could be two or three or four things, that, depending on how the offense is aligned and who's where and what the situation is. That we could, you know, make an adjustment to that call. And I'd say that that the players have done a great job of uh, utilizing those calls, those tools to put themselves and put the team um, in a in better or advantageous situations on leverage and um, things like that. Uh, so, I think there's there's definitely the, the experience that you refer to is has been um, has paid off in those areas. But no, I wouldn't say we're like you know dreaming up a lot of new defenses. And but the ones that we run, um, it, the number might be a little bit fewer. I'm not I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and you know take a closer look at that historically, but. My guess is it will be, you know, the same or maybe a little bit fewer, but within those calls, uh, maybe probably a higher degree of, of flexibility and versatility on both the back end and the front. I mean, because guys like Hightower, Van Noy, Collins, um, you know, those guys really, Adam Butler, the guys that are involved in the front, um, Simon, Bentley, Roberts, um, those guys really do a good job of working with the secondary as you know as part of that whole process. So you know, just we want to limit the you know one or two guys or one position. It's really a sometimes an entire team process is involved. Sean, uh, key guy for us. Sure. Uh, I'm going back and watching some of the Cowboys game this morning, and it looks like you guys use a lot of the two deep safety look. Was it, what about that look? Do you think? Um, why, why do you think that was beneficial against the Cowboys? I mean, that's who we've been playing it all year, Ben. Um, no, yeah, but it just seems yeah, like I think you can find it in any game. Um, you certainly find a lot of it in the Eagle game. Um, you know, I think you see a lot of it in the Baltimore game just because of the nature of their offense. But um, yeah, I, I think if you go back and you know. That's, I mean, that's one of the things we do. We play, you know, some two deep. We play some single high. We play, you know, some with really no no deep field players. Um, so um, I think you'll find it 
think you'll find it in every game. You know, the percentages might vary a little bit or the some of that's a reflection of what what the what the offense is in. That might have a an effect on it too, but I, I think you'll see it in every game. Sure. Uh, and real quick, I just had to ask you about the, the tripping penalties from the other day. Um, obviously not a very common penalty in the NFL. I was just wondering, was that something that you had seen from the Cowboys and you asked the NFL or the officials to look more closely at entering the game? Uh, no. I mean, the Cowboys are one of the least penalized teams in the league. Um, they do a they do a, a great job. Um, you know, they I, I want to say they had the fewest pre-snap penalties, you know, Illegal formation and ball start and stuff like that. They, they had one in our game offensively, but they they rarely have that. They don't have a lot of offensive holding or pass interference or you know penalties like that. They're one of the least penalized teams in the league. I think that their coaching staff, you know, Coach Garrett and and their coaches are very. They do a great job of that. Um, just I say just in general, you know, they had they've had some they had some personal foul penalties. Uh, but as far as like the fundamentals of I would say blocking, tackling, alignment, you know, things like that, offside, false starts, they're one one of the least in the league. Um, so So it wasn't like, hey, could you guys just kind of watch out for this? It wasn't it wasn't that. Yeah, I'm saying it'd be hard to they're hard to find examples of it because they're, you know, they're just they're just a team that was not penalized very much. Um, you know, we haven't been penalized a lot either. I mean, when you looked at the matchup in that game from penalty standpoint, you know, statistically it it didn't look like there was a big edge either way. And and sometimes it evens out that you know one team has, you know, more in one area, another team might have more in another area or something like that. Um, so that's that really wasn't the case. I was, I was really um, impressed as a, you know, as in watching Dallas and and then go back and look at his numbers. I mean, it's only like three or four of those pre-snap penalties offensively the entire season, which is, I mean, hell, sometimes you see that in one game, but I mean, those those guys, you know, rare, rarely have that, and, and they didn't have very many. As I said, offensive interference and. Holding and stuff like that. I mean, they just, you know, they just don't do much of it. Okay, thanks a lot. Final question will be Evan Lazar. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, Coach. Uh, just wanted to ask you about Alandon Roberts and how you've seen him embrace playing the fullback and just how you've seen him develop playing fullback as well. Well, Landon's, um you know, got a got a very physical uh, style of play, and he has a good skill set. I mean, he can run. He's a very compact guy with good lower body strength and leverage and power. And uh, you know, I think we've all seen that on the defensive side of the ball and, and in the kicking game. Um, you know, we've we've lost a couple of fullbacks here on our roster uh, with you know James Devlin and and uh, Yock, and so. We used the land in some of the fullback. I mean, he had a he had a big block in the um, Philadelphia game at, at the end of the game in the four-minute offense. Um, probably one of the best blocks we've had all year. And then, um, but you know, we started using him uh, a few weeks ago. It was around the bye week, and um, you know, he's done it in the past. Landon's got a great attitude. He's you know, an elected team captain. I think that's 
reflection of his hard work and an unselfish uh, attitude and play. And you know, he's been willing to do whatever he can to help the team win. And, and he certainly, uh, you know, helped us in that, that four-minute offense last week. He helped us against the Eagles, too. Uh, we just weren't able to, to pick it up. But, you know, he, he blocked well. And, um, you know, it's a tough position to play. There's a lot of things that happen in front of you. You know, you have a guy you're assigned to block, which there's, there's a lot of things that happen between the time that you get to the guy you're supposed to block with the line and the movement and the defensive players and where the guy you're blocking who just stands there, great. But a lot of times he moves or goes somewhere else based on the flow of the play or or what the defensive line does in front of them. So there's a you know element to tracking the guy and making adjustments and so forth. So it's uh like I said, it's a new you know, a little bit of a new position for Landon. I mean, since high school or whenever the last time he played it was. Um, but, you know, he's worked hard at it and gotten better at it. And so, you know, if we get into those situations and we need somebody that can do that, uh, I think he's shown that he's capable of it. You know, we've done that before with, with other defensive players, you know, in similar situations uh, or some offensive linemen, you know, Hochstein, Dan Connolly, uh, Cleco, uh, guys like that. And, you know, they need some guys uh, pull back. You know, like Seymour or tight end like Rabel. So, um, you know, it's, there's a variety of ways to get that done. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Okay. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you.